Hello, everybody. Hey. Uh, this is season two, well, episode uh, thirteen. Hello to us or the oh the people, the listeners. Yeah, to them. Okay. We already said hello. We did this already. Yeah, <laughs> a joke around. Season two, episode thirteen, Bartlett's third State of the Union. But before we get into it, we have a few pieces of follow up from previous episodes. Last time we talked, it was the missile defense test episode, and we were like, maybe they can do it now. Turns out. They definitely Not a can't. Thing. They oh. can do it now. It happened like the day after we recorded. We did it. We uh, did it. We, we did shot it. down a an actual thing, or we shot down a test one. The test one, I thought. Yeah, test I mean, it. I would hope it's not an actual thing. Huh. Did we do it with a drone, or was it a true anti-missile? It missile? was a, a, a missile. Missile. Whoa! Missile defense test succeeds. Pentagon says amid rising tensions with North Korea. So. Straight out of the headlines. So, real thing. We also talked about eco-terrorism. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a real thing. Except for uh, huh? Eric Trump's wife, Laura Trump. She recent, is an eco-terror. Recently got into some hot water because she has a group called Red, White, and Beagle, which is a beagle rescue. And her like co-founder, co-organizer with this is this guy it's not a good pun it's not a good uh, it's not a good i yeah. was trying to think of a better beagle pun but all he, i came up with was a, beagle juice he is <laughs> that's already better yeah he's kevin chase also known as kevin k k j o n a a s uh so is that like a dutch name or k jones o n a a s oh is that Canass. just Joan- jonas jonas yeah like kevin jonas, jonas. Uh, he, 39-year-old, recently released from a Minnesota federal prison after completing a six-year sentence for using a website to incite threats and harassments against a company that tested products on animals. I think that's eco-terrorism, right? Yeah. and I No, that's not real. What did he do? He used to have a website? He, he did a website? Oh, no. threats and harassment against a company that tested products on am- animals. Animals. <laughs> but, like, yeah. what kind of threats and harassment? Was it, like... In in their like comment forum, or was it like know, he went actual? He went to prison for six years for it. He did time, oh, man. Wow. Okay. They also call themselves the the Beagle Freedom Project. Mm. Beagle Freedom. That's it, that's better than the. Uh, I think the uh, event the is Red, White, and Beagle. Okay, sorry, I said that about the name. Also, another piece of follow up. <clears throat> uh, we got hung up on the Algonquin Roundtable, mm-hmm. and like, who? What is this reference? I've been rewatching some Seinfeld episodes recently, and Jerry says, I said I couldn't believe you liked that commercial. So what? I asked some friends of mine this week, and all of them liked the commercial. Well, I bet you got a regular Algonquin round table there. <laughs> Season two, episode four, the phone So that's message. a Jerryism. How yeah. was but see the real missing piece of information we have here is clearly it was something that like I guess is, is Seinfeld like a baby boomer? Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, right? So like some this is something that entered the vernacular for baby boomers because it was in pop culture. It was said like yeah. enough where it was just some random just stupid thing that people thing said. You say. Yeah, but like I wonder why. I wonder where where would Did where we would try to figure this? this out? And we, we couldn't. We looked up what it was, but okay. we don't know like what. And we just didn't, we just didn't care and pay attention. The only <laughs> thing that can really explain this at this point is a dad. So, <laughs> dad. Yeah, dads, please dads, write in please and write explain. In. Yeah, write in. Hey. Go on www.facebook.com. <laughs> Search for... Slash... Not the Facebook. You could no. do. I think it roots. Oh, oh it right, does. Right. Yeah. I think it roots. Yeah. Um, also, since we're doing uh, 
what is it? Follow up. Follow follows follow, follow, copyright two thousand eleven John Syracuse. Uh it's come to our attention that women do sometimes forget their panties in Inside the pants. Yep. That, that and that's, did happen. And then it, uh, it happens. We've had happened we've, to star of stage and screen Sarah Silverman yeah. famously. And um, you know we've received your letters and we've appreciated them. But you know that's we get it. it it's a real. Yeah, it's real. It happens. It's a real problem. We're actually starting a foundation for red, white, and pa- red, white, and panties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you anybody wants to send me their panties. Yeah. I'll give them a good home. This yeah. like immediately took a horrible turn. <laughs> yeah, that was inevitable. That and was, then uh, uh, <laughs> one last thing is uh, we got a, a piece of uh, email or something um, from uh, listener Cheryl. And we were talking about comics last week because of the Peanuts thing or last, last week. Last year, That's, I guess, uh, is probably closer. She uh, sent us a message in reference to us saying that uh, comics, most comics are bad. She said, Uh-oh. Uh, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Uh, I felt the same way about Prince Valiant or Camelot or Mary Worth. And that was the ones that we said. We're just skip yeah, them every time. But she loved Marmaduke, Calvin and Hobbes, Peanuts, Rose's Rose. And uh, reading the comics made her start reading the newspaper so that she could understand Doonesbury, which I think actually led her to watching The West Wing, which led her to listening to us. So we so can count that up. thank you, comics. Yeah. Thank you, comics. <laughs> hey, really uh, support your local newspaper. And then she also brought up what, which is the best comic, which we did not mention, was The Far Side. Well, she did, oh, uh, but she did bring side. up, uh, yeah, Far Side, I had a, many a, a classic. Book, many a Far Side. But, uh, you know, Calvin So that Hobbes. she could start, uh, that's why she paid attention in science class, she said, so that she could understand the Far Side references. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Thanks for writing in. Yeah, thanks, Cheryl. Uh, but that's all I have for follow-up. So let's get into the episode. Previously on Spoken by Leo. And you got a favorite lady on this show? She is She's back. She's back, baby. Ainsley, back. Joey, back. First lady, back. Mandy, not back. She's not back. <laughs> Gone. Thank goodness. No. All the ladies, all our favorite ladies are here. And uh, the only other thing they talked about is they mentioned the committee to reelect the president thing with Toby and Leo because that's kind of what this episode hinges on. We start off in the Oval Office. They're getting ready for this State of the Union that's in the title. Sam is on the phone. He's getting confirmation on something that we don't know about. Is that a yes? Is it a yes? Toby is going over a language tweak with Ed and Larry. He says we need to change chokehold to tight grip. And then he says we need to change drop a stone cold stunner on terrorism (laughs) to just (laughs) confront terrorism. (laughs) president comes in. I think he does his jacket swivel here pretty sure we see a lot of the president kind of getting ready in the scene they're talking about all this like pork they have to give out to we can do the blue ribbon if we name a park after somebody and name a bridge after somebody i looked up what a blue ribbon panel is it sounds like the most futile useless thing in the world obama did a really nice uh, blue ribbon panel on Simpson, entitlement reform. Simpson Bowls. Simpson Bowls. Yeah, this is the uh, Simpson Bowls of its day. The, yeah. the, the president's setting up here. So, according, so this is read, just reading from Wikipedia again. Blue ribbon panels generally have a degree of independence from political influence over authority, and such panels usually have no direct authority of their own. So it's just like this. What huge, is it? What it's is this it? huge waste of time and effort for all of these like bipartisanly respected like old fuddy dudes to come up with a list of suggestions well, the, the that whole... has no legal consequence and no authority to do anything. The whole thing is so cynical because in order to start negotiating in Congress, you need to make a proposal. 
right? You got to have a first draft and everyone does the red line on the first draft. But the problem with any contentious issue where there's really like kind of, you know, the third rail of politics or whatever, you if you're the guy that makes the proposal first, instead of people like constructively criticizing it, they'll just trash you. <laughs> so no active politician wants to be involved in proposing anything so the blue ribbon panel is find all these retired guys who are no longer like on deck to get elected for anything but who still are like respected influential policymakers have them be the one to like go out in front of the firing squad and risk getting shot and then maybe you hope that like that will enable people to start revising the the guy that made the first move but no, no one – it still creates a problem where it's like the first guy that actually has skin in the game who comments on the, the first draft is the one who gets impaled. All right, but everybody loves the blue ribbon here. Yeah. Everybody in the show. Yeah, they're, they're so all about it. into the, the blue ribs. Yeah, they get to claim like they did something when they actually do shit. It's worth like giving up things for its – if Sam it's likes it, you know, ridiculous. sometimes they will, uh, you know, they'll show some spine and they'll flip out. No, everyone is totally on board with the blue ribbon because they think it burnishes some bipartisan credibility. And the blue ribbon is specifically to cut entitlement funds. Yeah, well, to to research the long term viability of <laughs> which is a great little euphemism. Yeah, so. Boo to this, and then they're they're off to the speech. Uh, so they cut over. This is a really long intro. It's like three scenes long. They cut over to Josh at the polling center, and he's just yelling at some poor poll worker. What are you doing? I'm just. You were putting gum in your mouth. Yeah, because it's a good idea to be chewing gum when you're taking a poll for the president of the United States. That's the sound people like to hear on the phone. What's what's up with gum? What about it? Is it candy? No. Is it a health aid? Well, Sean Spicer eats pounds of it a day, apparently, and swallows it. <laughs> Ew. Does anybody here chew C- cinnamon gum? gum? I used to chew gum like a lot when I was younger, but and then I got like TMJ and I had to stop. Now it's just like a ref- like a breath mint, like a refresher, but like one that makes me work for it. <laughs> There's also one that like really can overstay its welcome, and if you don't have a place to dispose of it immediately available to you, it's just like. Oh. You know what I don't like about gum? It loses its flavor. Is it a food? That's what I'm saying. Is it a... It, what is, a, what it's is not, it? It's not a treat. I think not. it's a dental product. Well, some you, what if you have like bubble gum flavored gum? It could help you on the plane or it could help relieve uh, a dry mouth. You know, but that's like actually, water can do both of those jobs. No, actually, I sometimes I'll get a dry mouth. It happens, folks. And, uh, you know, water, you'd think, oh... I'll I'll wet I'll just wet, I'll just wet uh, the dry mouth. Sex in the hot tub, great mm-hmm. idea, right? Sounds good. Sounds like <laughs> some fancy so people much. do. <laughs> some fancy people do. <laughs> Nothing like making human soup. Yeah. While you're doing it, mm. that is hot. And That's Josh nice. is also he he has a fireable offense here where he says none of them have accents. They're all out of the Midwest. I'm saying Joey Lucas is deaf and would have no Josh. way of no- do any of you people have accents? Oh my God. Is there anybody here with an accent? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I don't yeah. think you're allowed to do that. No, no, you cannot. Nope. I just took a like an ethics course at work, and you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, what's funny about that is he means it. And I don't even think the show like, like pokes fun at him for 
this perspective. No, because Donna's like, no, none of them have accents. Don't worry. Well, no, no, no. I think he meant it. They're like, whites. It's cool. <laughs> no, no, but she that's what he. No, that's what I'm saying. He means it in like the. Do they have that Ohio like neutral American broadcast dialect, oh, sure. or do they have like Southern accents or like Boston accents or what? He meant like, like sort of American dialects, not like are you. Are you an immigrant from, like, another nationality? Oh, I was getting the immigrant vibe. I think that's because of our current uh, yeah. climate, you know? Okay. Hmm. I was reading what I wanted to read into the scene, so <laughs> I was projecting onto it. Um, they cut, after that, there's actually four scenes. They cut to CJ's press conference. This is where she fills us in on what the blue ribbon is going to be. The president will be announcing a bipartisan blue ribbon commission to study the long-term future of entitlement programs. Again, extremely boo and then sets up a running plot line for the episode capital beat will be broadcasting from the west wing um i guess that could Is happen that, does that happen so this this was co-written by dd myers uh clinton's press secretary and I'm one. I wonder whenever she's sort of more prominently involved and not just a consultant, if it really is like just her diary entry, you know. So yeah, I wonder if they actually did this back. I remember Clinton. before I've heard of radio shows broadcasting from there. Like they'll have like Radio Day and like they'll have a lunch, and then people can like do like a broadcast from some place. But that seems like yeah. a lot less uh, me, production requirements when, than when, television. When people like interview the president, they're allowed to do it you know in the white house so like i'm sure yeah. if you if you cut a deal with the white house thinks is it to their favor like letting all of their staff take turns appearing on your show yeah sure yeah why not i wonder if crossfire or whatever the <laughs> the analog for capital beat ever got to do that though yeah capital b has a slightly more respectable nature to it than crossfire ever did it's it's like half meet the press half crossfire kind of it's like crossfire of the press yeah yeah they got to the final scene of the opening, Toby and Sam at the Capitol. They are finishing the last changes to the speech. Build this new future will demand boldly setting aside our partisan blinders and abandoning our ideological... What? Entrenchment. Oh, but it's important because this is the entrenchment. Yeah, but, this particular line comes back later as a yeah. contention point. But again, they're specifically talking about the entrenchment of not cutting Social Security. Yeah. That's the entrenchment. Our partisan blinders of like... Yeah, we have blinders on people. that we want to keep Yeah, keep the old folks alive. And then president comes up. There's a very like humanizing moment where it's like so... There's so much like formality, but he like stops to tie his shoe. It takes forever. Did you feel like that? It took a really long time. And to then tie when his shoe? and when he's saying like, and then the bunny goes over the hill. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a little childish on his part. He doesn't do the Ian knot. The, the fancy, what? The, fan, the quick fancy knot. What's the quick fancy knot? If you don't know it, you don't know it. I know the thing where you like tie, you like loop the opposite way you're taught, and that makes it so you don't have to double knot. It makes it like, like sit tighter. Yeah, it makes it so that when the how do I describe this without showing you? <laughs> when the bunny laces... goes under the hill instead of over the hill or something. No, it's like when the laces pull. Once your shoe is tied, when laces pull from the bottom part that goes into your shoe, when the the more they tug, the tighter the knot gets. Which way yeah. does the bunny go? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to know a lot about tying your shoes, there is an episode of Going Deep with David Reese about tying your shoes, and he has on this guy called Dr. Shoelace. 
that we, knows like a thousand different ways to tie your shoes and it's awesome there's a te- i learned how to tie my shoes like within the past year the best way on, with a ted talk how many people could there be that care about this topic like dr shoelace <laughs> you like it was life-changing yeah. okay yeah i my favorite version of my favorite TED talk that's like that is the like old man who teaches you how to like dry your hands with only one paper towel. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Shake, shake, shake. Yeah. yeah, t- yeah 12 yeah. shakes, fold the paper towel in half. And I then think you... about that every day that I grab two paper towels. That <laughs> yeah, is don't need so them. many shakes though. 12 shakes. Yeah. How? <laughs> and then yeah, like, you do 12 are... shakes. How many shakes do you do folks? Let us know. <laughs> I'll give it a, uh, give it a one. Uh, tell us on Facebook what how many shakes you do. <laughs> and then right before the speech, President goes up to the guy who opens the door and says his name real loud, stops for a quick prayer. He gets a amen from Charlie that I liked quite a bit. There's like a silent prayer, and then Charlie's like, amen. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the telecommunication level with the president. And then he gets introduced, and as like the introduction is happening, he, uh, they go to the credits. So that's the opening scene, long opening. Uh, they come back from the credits. They're at the polling place now, um, and Josh is sitting on some stairs with a bunch of people watching the end of the speech. I will give a pass that the end of speeches are usually pretty high level because this is like some nonsense that the <laughs> president is saying. It's just like no specifics. Like we need to be better and be freer. And but it's you know it's the last two sentences of a speech. Josh is psyched about it he he says up there is where this president eats <laughs> do you think it's possible that donald trump will eat during just bring a bucket of fried chicken during a state of the union <laughs> that is where he eats baby you know speaking of ted talks i was having this thought these speeches are all so boring yeah now like a formal speech is just nobody wants it what if state of the unions were more like ted talks oh yeah, what if yeah. they could do a deck well, okay so there is a way that they i mean ted make... talks are stupid but you can like a visual aid if you could like show a graph and See, explain stuff i mean the government's the like a Here's few years behind everything so right now no, no, they no. should be getting into the ted talk yeah they format. should be at least like research and projectors because they might want to buy state of the <laughs> unions are not for educating anyone state of the they unions be, are supposed yeah. to be for where the president rolls up into congress and just congressman by congressman, senator by senator, calls everyone out on their bullshit in front of entire American people. It's like, it's like this a, guy. It's, it's a reverse roast. Yes. <laughs> like Don Rickles doing like a solid two hours. Just a crowd work. And, and the only but, like thing that anyone can do is stand or not stand no, or that's applaud called, or not This is like the bully pulpit. Like that's what should happen. And instead they just go in there and just like say a bunch of platitudes. Such a waste. Yeah. I think, though, the TED Talk could create a really compelling format. And also the time limit of, like, what, 14 minutes or something is... Uh... Oh, they, they had to go a little longer for that. But, like, I think I think if Al Gore had won, he yeah. would have done it. Did he, he have loved, a he TED has Talk? That, well, he like... has the Inconvenient Truth presentation thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is, like, proto-TED Talk. Yes, yes. Hey, Eric, this idea, it's where you eat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Hardy's tagline, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's where you eat. <laughs> You could uh, actually... No, there's a checkers which I was like, you gotta eat, which I always felt was it's like delightful. Just like, you know, it's like we're gonna die. Like eat, eat checkers. You gotta eat. You might as well. Do you have this. to. Yeah, but you could, you, if you did do a TED Talk type presentation, you could technically eat during it because people would be so captivated by the visual presentation. Yeah, they you, wouldn't play, notice. you play a little pre-made video and you yeah, to take a snack. Yeah. So speech is over time to start doing the polling 
but uh, our poll lady is not here. Joey Lucas is stuck on a plane, and Josh does not know how to start the polling process. Um, he argues with Donna a little. There's Which like, is apparently you say start. You say start. That's but how there's, it, no, there's no special instructions no, for time zones you just, or anything. Uh, you just say start. Joey and uh, Kenny, her translator, come in. Joshua Lyman, you have the cutest little butt in professional politics. Josh's suits are too baggy to make out anything close to an outline of a butt. Can we say who we think has the cutest little butt on the West Wing? Sure. Who do you guys think? Um, Who's thick? Who is thick? I will go first, and I will say Mrs. Bartlett has the cutest butt on the West Wing. Mm. She's got a pretty nice butt. Anyone else? <laughs> you don't really see a lot of butts. Yeah, it's not, not a, a lot of not a big butt show. I think CJ is too tall and thin to really be <laughs> to have any meat to be. Yeah, <laughs> have we seen Mrs. Landingham's butt? Ooh, I bet you Charlie has She's a good butt said. too. Oh, Charlie's well butted for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. That changed my favorite. It's yeah. Charlie's butt. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so then Joey starts the polling to Josh's uh, delight in front of Donna. She mentions the gum thing as like, make sure you're not having gum. And he gives Donna a look. They cut after that to Capital Beat recording. Our friend Ted McGinley is back as the host. Um, it's CJ and Corbin Burnson to start with. This show looks like garbage. It's like yeah. the president got 73 applause lines, but 24 of those were things Republicans were in favor of. Like, shoot me like it's the worst tv show possible it kind of just looks like the 90s though maybe yeah they finished the first segment and then but also today i don't think a republican would ever claim that something that came out of a democrat's mouth was one of their ideas yeah totally now you're against it even if that's true yeah even if they did take an idea they would just be like nope that's yours now i mean that's obamacare right yep yes yes Yes. so they finished their segment and the host proudly announces that cj is not wearing pants because she as she tells it she sat in paint in the sculpture garden because she was like taking in the moment and didn't notice a sign cj's not wearing pants uh and they call attention to it yeah they're all about it then sam comes up needs to talk pulls her away carol has to bring over like a uh a, a robe that they make a, a nice joke about Where'd you get the bathrobe the gym their bathrobes at the gym. In the women's locker room, but not the men's. Yeah. Now that's outrageous. There's a thousand men working here and 50 women. Yeah, and it's the bathrobes that's outrageous. And then CJ mentions that she's going to an all-female screening of Wonder Woman later that night, and Sam just loses his mind. He gets so mad. Then he says, hey, you know that duck that we featured in the State of the Union? Milkshake duck? <laughs> the duck that loves milkshakes? CJ's like, yeah, everybody loves milkshake duck. Classic duck. That's my favorite duck. And then he says... I regret to inform you that Milkshake <laughs> Duck is racist. Oh. <laughs> so. Not again. Not again. So shout out to Pixelated Boat for that one. <laughs> the best tweet ever. Um, so they featured this cop because he saved some kids. They don't even say what the cop did. He was the guy. He was the off-duty cop at the elementary school. So they, did, they added him late. Did he save some kids? Did he molest some kids? Yeah. We what do happened? not know. <laughs> it's one of those two. Something happened. With kids. But he had some excessive force reprimand on his on his jacket, and now it's they have to disown him, and CJ's going to talk to the guy later. After that, they go to the outer office with Charlie and Miss Landingham. Miss Landingham can tell that CJ How? is not wearing pants. How is this possible? Charlie, is it possible that CJ isn't wearing any pants right now? I don't get it. She's, is... she's got a sense about her. Yeah. Um, she's just a way women change when they aren't wearing pants and like they get a little freer at least what our resident women 
when I'm not wearing pants. I mean, yeah, when I'm at home and not wearing pants, I'm like relaxed. But if I'm on TV and I'm not wearing pants, I'd be really the like you can tell when a woman isn't wearing a bra, that- right? Yep. So that would be visual on the the TV screen. I just I mean just from their face. <laughs> sure, well, that knowing smile. <laughs> they like tilt their head back and jiggle their hair back and forth a little, you know? Yeah. And then Charlie says a very (laughs) confounding thing after that. He says, Well, she's wearing underwear, Mrs. Landingham. She hasn't gone smokeless. She hasn't gone smokeless. She hasn't gone smokeless. What does that mean? So I thought a lot more than I really, you know, probably should have about what that meant. And I think he means like stockings. What do you mean stockings? Like she's still wearing her stockings. Like the gray, like sort of off black stockings that are... Make your legs look kind of gray. Smoky, Smoky. gray. Yeah. I, that stretch. could just be really trying to meet him more than halfway. You but really made that make sense, though. Yeah. Well done. Thanks. And Charlie gets a little mission from Miss Landingham here. There is a... F- the president was balancing his checkbook and came across an outstanding check for $500 that was never cashed. The check was written by the first lady to a woman the president has never heard of, and he'd like you to ask her about it. Do you guys balance your checkbooks? No. I I can balance it on like one finger like a basketball. I, yeah, I have a checkbook. You do? Yeah. Do you balance it? No. Like I mean, we all have checkbooks for like rent and stuff. No, such. but the, 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 yeah, the, nope, I've been ba- rent. balancing That's is just cool. it's just making sure that like like there was no way to find out what your balance was unless you like called the bank. Right. Or like went well, literally went. No, to it's the bank. not yeah. just that. It's not just finding about out about your balance. It's making sure that you keep track of every single cent you spend. And everything like, that comes in yeah. and everything goes out. My no, mom the, does No, but this the basic the point of, of balancing it, your checkbook is to make sure that you actually have a positive balance remaining. Yes. N- no, it, it it's to, to keep I think it's to keep Is there anything track funny of, going on? Uh, yeah, exactly everything. Well, but you can look at look at your statements and figure No, but out. that's what that's what it, the balancing is. It's like you're like reconciling like the note the charges that have been debited on your statement versus the like things that you thought you wrote. To make sure your statement is accurate. Yeah, it? it's like double checking. I guess, but I can like go through my statement and see whether like I could I will remember everything over the past month when I see it written out. And then like, something maybe weird. like people took longer to cash checks. That's it. No, that's ago. it. That's it. It's like you yes. give someone a check and there's no way of knowing from your bank's mailed yeah, statement that that, out that, there. that debit is about to occur. So you need to make sure yeah. that you're the only one that has the information about the pending checks to have. So my, I vividly remember when we would go grocery shopping as a kid, my mom would pay with a check at the Publix and she would ha- like write it in her checkbook. Yeah. And that's how they paid for groceries. And then, and now yeah. to this day, she still has the same exact ledger for everything. So she can, like, and she'll put things that she put on her credit card that she's going to, like, pay immediately on there, too. So that she's keeping track of everything. And I tried to set up a spreadsheet for her to do this, like, with formulas. <laughs> and she was not into it. Ooh, so. I like <laughs> formulas. Yeah, so this is Charlie's uh, little mission. Uh, they go up to the president's bedroom. The, there's a nice uh, VCR scene again. demand boldly setting aside our partisan blinders and abandoning our ideological entrenchments. So we haven't had one since I think the very first episode when we met Josh, he was obsessing over a VCR tape and the first lady is doing the same thing. 
with the line that Toby and Sam are working on earlier. She watches it three or four times, and then Charlie comes in, asks her about the check. It's written to a woman who doesn't... Oh, how long has that been up his ass? Well, I wouldn't know, ma'am, but... Her name is Jane Robinson. I read an article a few months ago. Her husband threw her out? He set fire to the bed. And she bought the kids Christmas presents early, and they were ruined. So I sent her $500. Well, she hasn't cashed it. I'll make sure it got to her. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. And then she goes back to just rewatching that same line over and over again. So I, presumably she's going to be in there all night. She's mad as heck. And at this point, I'm a big fan. Because you're mad, too. Yeah. Yeah. She's also really good at rewinding, like, precisely. Yeah, and back. yet again, I still dispute that when you rewind a VHS tape, it goes... <laughs> I don't think it does. It goes... <laughs> Doesn't anybody have any... Uh, yeah, no, that's true. What does... Something makes that sound. <laughs> I think, uh, did cassettes make that sound? Something no, makes the same that technology, sound. Right? No, even when you rewound an audio cassette, it would it, it didn't engage the playhead. It would just go, well, and well, then you well, press well, play. Well, you can rewind, you can just like straight up rewind, or you can rewind while it's while playing. While it's playing. Yeah, yeah. And if you rewind while yeah. it's playing, oh, then yeah, it makes yeah, the background then, sound. Oh, and that's true, because yeah. the We're playhead is engaged. Yeah, she she was just doing she it She was live. engaging the playhead, yeah. baby. Yeah, she was. <laughs> They cut down to the after party now. This is one of those great uh, West Wing giant parties in a big room where everybody's in fancy clothes. Sam comes in to announcement and applause, uh, takes some accolades, talks to Leo. Wait, he, he makes a, he makes a comment about, uh, oh, you didn't think I could write comedy? Yeah. Does that mean that he's admitting that the speech is a big joke? <laughs> what, what? No, like I'm trying to understand. Is, know, he, is he admitting, like, yeah, we made all these big promises and we're actually not going to achieve anything? Like, what is he? No, it's the other way around. I think he's by by making a joke about the fact that he's writing comedy. He's implying that he, he's writing serious policy. Yeah, I think it's just self self deprecation. Uh, yeah. By the way, know, do you remember? Do you remember in last season's State of the Union episode? I think Toby did something like this, where he like walks in. And the party greets him and, and like congratulates him. Yeah. But Sam doesn't get to do that. Sam only wrote like one portion or something, right? Yeah. I remember that was like a little yeah. subplot. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm going to rewind a little bit. We, uh, we missed a, uh, an old school reference and we didn't talk about it. Uh, Noel Coward-esque wit. Oh, yes. Noel Coward-esque wit. Who's that? Who? See, some guy wrote a bunch of plays back in the day. Who mentioned him? He wrote Hay Fever. But, okay, but is that a, is that sarcastic? Where he wouldn't be witty, like he he was like cumbersome in his language, or I didn't go that deep. I, said, we still don't Josh get the joke. Said no, that, the joke Josh is that, said that, that to Joey. Yeah, and it was it was a witty. I think it was a a witty remark from Joey. She was saying yeah. no because when she was a little kid, she did not uh, pay attention in uh, engine management class, which is a, a clever quip. Noelcoward.com. I am an enormously talented man, and there is no use pretending that I'm not. That's the main main quote on his website. Put it on my tombstone. Yeah, I see. So this is sort of like a like an on the nose, awkwardly worded kind of thing. What is like his wit? I guess so. He wrote hay fever. What's that? Hmm. I don't know. I thought it was like a thing. So Leo and Sam are talking. Huh. Uh, good response on the dial groups, but uh, the police officer thing might be a thing. Uh, and they're waiting on the poll results. So a lot of waiting around. Leo gets called down to the sit room um, and there is trouble in Columbia. Five DEA agents are captured. It was the CRF, whatever the fuck that is. For those Friday Night Lights fans out there, Landry Clark's dad is one of the guys mm. in the room. Uh, 
the like sheriff, mm. sheriff of a uh, mm-hmm. football town. Mm. I don't know. We don't really need to go into details of like what the this plot line's like kind of s- silly, but like you know, there's these guys that are captured. They're trying to. It's get them the back. some war on drugs shit. The main interesting thing about this is that like all the people that need to be in this room are at the party, so they have to like walk gingerly or like and get people out of situations, not tip off the press that's next door. And I the code they... word is Leo wants you to talk to an old friend. What is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Margaret is very good at delivering it. Excuse me, Mr. Secretary. Yes. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Leo McGarry was wondering if you'd come say hello to an old friend of his. She really is. Yeah. She's smooth so in this smooth. episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, she might actually think that no, Leo wants knows. someone to go talk to his old friend. <laughs> no, Margaret knows what's up. She knows. <laughs> Because it's great because it makes the people seem really important because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, the chief of staff. How old? Chief of staff wants you to meet an old friend. You must be like a really close with the chief of staff. But then those guys already know like things, so he knows exactly where to go. It's so great. Margaret Margaret pulls it off. In the meantime, they cut back to the polling center. They find out uh, this is where Josh explains the police officer thing. This guy was chasing some guy ended up in like a scuffle the guy had a fractured leg he claims he did he, the guy's leg was already fractured but it's, it's kind of uh, unfortunate because you don't really know like what if did it happen did it not happen yeah there's no they, resolution really yeah other than like he, well i mean it's a, it's a story that we like see over and later. over in the real news but like there's not much context and you don't know if it's true and yeah, is he a bad guy or do they just throw him under the bus? It's not clear. I say down with all cops, so I'm 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 siding with the victim. Josh starts his plot line here of being impatient to get the results uh, back and mentions it pretty constantly throughout the episode. It's pretty much the only thing he says for the rest of the episode. And then Donna starts a thing about how Josh should ask Joey out. You should ask Joey out. Tonight could be the night. The night to do what? To ask her out. After that, they have the sit room. This is where Margaret has pulled the guy down. So this guy goes down to the sit room. There's some more info about this. Um, and they are they want to do a rescue up, but they maybe can't because there's too many people guarding them. So we're just gonna do a kill up. I don't know. This 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 situation looks looks pretty hairy, and they don't have a lot of great options. So they're like trying to work some back channels and see what they can do. After that's Capital Beat. They show a clip of the speech this is like the first even like hint of like policy other than the blue ribbon thing of what that we see of the speech it, it's about school uniforms uh her we should be supportive of school uniforms uh because it keeps kids from wanting to do designer drugs or something what does it do? it keeps them like focused and not like worried about wearing designer clothes yeah they'll pay more attention in math class i think school uniforms are fine actually i don't i, I, don't, I don't care either way yeah C- come on it's not because i'm not well, passionate it, about school uniforms yeah, how, how passionate can anyone be about school uniforms the aclu lady she didn't even care that much yeah she was like yeah we're committed yeah. to uh, you know first amendment it's fine though. It's a good equalizer, you know, when you have them amongst because kids can be dicks. But I want to wear my Big Johnson shirts. What? Yeah, <laughs> big dog. Big. But then you're you're still gonna get like, you know, someone has a clean new uniform, and then so and so's got his brother's hand me down uniform. It's like, it doesn't matter how well, much you try to homogenize people, people are gonna find differences, shoes. and then they're going to I make had, fun yeah, of those. Differences. I had school uniforms and for part of my education in middle school, and it was, it a, was like it was a private school, though, right? It was a private school, 
so the they weren't like super strict uniforms. Like there there was some leeway. Like you could buy specific pants or you could wear just like any khaki pants. So there was like an expensive pair of khaki pants that everyone found that conformed to all the rules. You wear those cargo gap pants. You weren't sl- allowed to wear cargo pants. Chinos? There was a rule you couldn't have rivets on the your pants and they couldn't have like top stitching to, like jeans. Yeah, because that's that takes the distraction out of getting dressed. Well, what happened was we would and then you weren't allowed to wear shoes without backs and everyone really wanted to wear Birkenstocks. <laughs> so like the clogs, so you would wear them and then if you got caught with them, you get detention. <laughs> So I got detention like all the time for not wearing the right shoes. For wearing Birkenstocks. So. Yeah. Yeah. So See, a you were giant distraction. Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there was always a way. And then girls wore, you had to wear a belt. You had to. So girls wore like rhinestone belts. I find in so. general that imposing rules that don't actually accomplish some important goal is always a distraction because people inevitably will when try Birkenstocks to mess with those rules. are illegal, only outlaws will yeah. wear Birkenstocks. Yeah. yeah. All right. I so fucked that up, we, but you we, guys we, get the joke. We, <laughs> I see what you, that's what we were trying to do. Uh, so we're, we don't like uniforms anymore. Are we against uniforms? What do we think? I'm we, for them. I mean, I think uniform. it's fine if they're, like, if they're very strict, you know? Right. They got to be very strict. There has to be, like, a specific, like, there can't be a ton of leeway and room for interpretation. But any rule you come up with, there's a way to, like, fuck with the line and kids will just do that because no, they're going to be like not, i dare you i you dare say, you to be mad that i like if you say you have, have to wear my lace undone these specific pants no my, my shoelaces i wear them undone i don't tie my shoelaces that's not that doesn't matter i wear tie my, your shoelaces mr I wear, I wear my pockets out like my yeah fly. <laughs> yeah you, i guarantee you kids come up i'm gonna wear my that's like good i'm gonna wear them cuffed so a little ankle showing guy i play basketball with does that and he looks super cool when he does it like marty McFly? i don't i could i could what does he do he pulls the pockets out of his basketball pants and looks and he pl- cool he looks cool what? he pulls it off i don't know does he have like Can a cool a uh, like a time? cool face yeah hair he's, uh he's a he's a fit good looking dude yeah he just he, probably, he, probably he, helps. it's really really is casual. that why he he's looks just, cool <laughs> he's just super casual about it he's a real good guy he's a nice guy what's the nice. reason he does that i don't know can you ask him for, about for, for speed maybe I feel like that'll slow <laughs> no, you down. No, that's true. For that's a helper. And speed. Yeah. And like someone can grab onto your yeah, pocket. It's, it's another surface for getting grabbed. <laughs> yes. That's a problem in basketball, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're talking about school uniforms. I, I don't really care about them. Can you imagine how fucking calm the world must be for this to be? To matter? The right? politics. The president. To be in the State of the Union. It's talking about school uniforms now. Yeah. We have. Much larger fish to fry where I can worry about that. I think they should just give people uniforms, and most people wear them most days. If you want to wear something special every once in a while, go for it. But the 70% of the kids wearing uniforms every day, and whoever doesn't want to wear them, you got to wear it like three times a week. How about that? So, so like, you're going yes uniform and no uniform. I'm going, you're, I'm going you're a mix right, and match. Right down the middle. But then you can't. Okay, but then you have to regulate. Like, did you wear your uniform? Oh, there's gonna be a, this the, a whole staff of people. Well, what about yes. this? what about the kids that like come to school in their parents' Lexus? What about that? Like, no matter what, kids are. It's like the kids with the really nice, expensive designer glasses versus like you know school car. No one cared though about like what. Our soci- like our society is full in. of all of these signifiers of status that people lord over each other and. 
if you think you're going to change that by requiring school uniforms, you're not. You're going to change that by trying to change like our values. Yeah, all right. Society. I'm uh, I'm against uniforms. Uniforms are bad. They're a distraction. Moving on. But what about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? <laughs> I liked what he did with his uniform. What? You remember the Fresh no, Prince of Bel Air? I've never heard of this fellow. What? Huh? So the person <laughs> on the other side of the ACLU huh. uh, <clears throat> debater is our girl Ainsley Hayes. Ainsley. Ainsley? Ainsley Hayes. Ainsley? Ainsley. That's what they say in the intro. Ain? That's all the introducer when Sam hears it with an M. He's, she says, I'm not 100% sure what the president suggested tonight was constitutional. But we should do it anyways because <laughs> it's good. Um, <laughs> So Sam is watching and goes over and talks to her about that and scolds her for it a little. We find out that Ainsley has never met the president before. And, How is uh, that possible? I'm a busy guy. Hmm. Oh, I She's also, only been there for a couple months, too. I yeah. like the okay. moment where um, the host of Capital B calls her out for, like, not really knowing anything that's in the scene, right? And she's like, this is a big night for me, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's delightful. She really is. So Sam's going to... And that's what some- she says. Sam's going to set something up with the president, uh, introdu- make sure they get introduced. Uh, she indicates that she is nervous about this meeting. And then Sam says, before you get too thinking you're too delightful... Please don't forget you're a blonde Republican girl and that nobody likes you. It's <laughs> a very weird thing to say. Yeah, Sam is super sexist in this episode, actually. Like, yeah. he's not a feminist at all. The robes, this, he later calls uh, Ainsley a sex kitten. Yeah, he's sitting in paint shames, all yeah. the ladies. Yeah, no, no, no. He paint shames. That's, but that's not really a thing that happens. Paint shaming? But no, people don't sit in paint. People don't sit and paint. It's I actually have... never happened. No, that's not it's true. It's literally. Have you... Excuse me. Exhibit A. The Mentos commercial from the nineties. Hold on. The Mentos commercial, where the guy sits in paint on the bench and then he rolls his whole suit like a freaking genius. Oh my god! Because he ate the Mentos. Yeah, because he ate the Mentos. Yeah, and they gave him that a was brilliant good. Idea. That's a good question. I tried Candy a Mentos. Or gum. I tried a Mentos. Nothing. Is Did Mentos, nothing for me. Is Mentos gum you can swallow? That, that's candy. It's candy. Is it gum-like texture? Yeah, it is. It is like a loose gum. No, it's 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 a candy. It's not a loose gum. There's no it's like loose, a hard gum. There's it's no it loose has xanthan gum in it. Probably. Wow. I used to love Mentos. I used anyway. to love xanthan gum. gum. But speaking of sitting and paint, I have done that many I'm a time. Not talking about people who paint. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next scene, they go down to the party. Abby is like doing like an open mic. But when the numbers are crunched and the polls are taken, I think everyone here realizes that the truly important thing is that I changed my hair. <laughs> Killing it. She's making a lot of silly jokes uh, about herself and about the staff. She steps off the stage and starts chatting with Leo, who she signals her displeasure at the content of the speech. We changed the language at the last minute, Abby, if you want to be pissed at someone, the architect of the speech. I don't want to be pissed at anyone, but thanks for asking. And I don't need to be told who the architect of tonight's speech was. Well, doesn't Leo try to kind of jump on that grenade and take the blame so that Abby doesn't go on... uh... A rampage. Yeah, it's like last minute. Things get added. Yeah. Yeah. They cut back to the polling center. Uh, Josh is so bored that he is reading an issue of Vogue. 
and he's yelling <laughs> at Capital Beat on the TV. But I do they they kind of don't reveal that it's Vogue until the end of the scene. Yeah. Or he it just looks like he's reading a magazine and then <laughs> it turns out all along it was Vogue, which I thought was really cheeky. They'll do some good stuff. Vogue or the Teen Vogue the is make- like the the voice of the hashtag resistance now, right? Tim Lauren DeLuca blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> Only and I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. What it was a mistake. Do? No, she did a bad tweet, and then then like a day or two later, mutuals like, "Oh, what'd you do?" And I explained to him what she did, and then I think that's why she blocked me. I started getting Teen Vogue in the mail about a year ago when I did not subscribe to it, hmm. and I'm not a teen. <laughs> And I don't know why I'm getting it, and I'd like it to stop. So if you're listening, <laughs> Teen Vogue. Listening, Lauren DeLuca. Yeah, Lauren DeLuca. And unblock me, you coward. I, I didn't even, uh, I was just describing. I'm a fan, Lauren. I'm a fan. I didn't like the tweet. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's more stuff about Josh asking Joey out. Um, Josh deflecting because he it's a little too close to home with Donna, who he has has secret crush on. There's this whole thing about Josh trying to hear what America is saying that I thought was kind of funny. America is talking, and I'm trying to hear what they're saying. They're saying that you're an egomaniac who needs to know that the public loves you, and that you'll have the numbers in five minutes. Um, I wrote down here Josh yelling at a deaf lady. Yeah, oh yeah, being okay. very insensitive. Yeah. Speaking louder. I think he calls her Tonto okay. at one point. He does call her Tonto. Which is I was like from Oof. the Lone Ranger. It's the character that Johnny Depp was in makeup in in the new movie. Huh. They had all those stupid ads for. Yeah, wasn't that considered to be uh pretty racist? Yeah. Hmm. Probably. Him playing like a Native, Native American, American face. Like, like yeah, in heavy makeup. And then as Joss is yelling uh, the power goes out, and that is going to significantly delay these numbers that Josh is waiting for. And so we have this whole whole little scene going on at the polling center. They go back to Capitol Beat. It's Toby and Corbin Burnson talking about the Second Amendment, um, which I guess was in the speech. They didn't really talk about why they're talking about it so much. Um, Toby's got some arguments. You know, it's the standard stuff. You you guys have heard Second Amendment debates before. That's the gun one. Yeah. Uh, and then Toby leaves to go talk to Miss Bartlett, who had set up a meeting in their previous uh, brief encounter. And this is where she wants to yell at Toby, but doesn't want to actually say what she's upset about. Mrs. Bartlett, the Blue Ribbon Commission. The Blue Ribbon Commission is swell. I am not talking about the Blue Ribbon Commission, and you know it. And don't talk to me like I'm other people. You've never done that. So what exactly was your problem with the language? It seemed... I was just thrown by the last minute changes. You should get back on TV. So she kind of just has to back off, but it's like, oh, I was just thrown by the change. But all the like centrist being like moving towards the center is throwing her off. So she's she's mad about that. Yeah, it's not clear. She leaves it unsaid. Yeah. Yeah, she starts. She says, it seemed. What do you think she meant there? It seemed. What did it seem to you, Elise? Go. I immediately, I like, you know, I, it's been a while since I've watched this episode, and I was like, she doesn't know he's running. That was immediately what I thought. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah wasn't they, there. well, they get it by the end. Yeah. yeah. Explicit. Yeah. But what did you think, though, Brayden, not having seen it? Because I may have only thought that because I've seen it before. Well, I thought she was mad that they were going to cut the Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. 
it they they are intentionally misleading you yeah. into thinking that that she's upset about the substance because you're upset you the audience are I supposed am to be upset. upset about the substance because yeah. they're all so into it this whole well, this there's whole not episode, even a question of the, whether they should not do it this whole episode is is playing off of the theme of this season which is their sellouts their compromisers they're disingenuous. Let Bartlett they can't be get anything real uh, sort of Bartlett that everyone definitely likes, <laughs> no matter what. I mean, that's long gone. Yeah. <laughs> Let Bartlett be uh, Bill Clinton. Something's up with Abby Bartlett, and we don't exactly know what. After that is CJ and the milkshake cop, uh, <laughs> Officer Jack Sloan. This guy's in office space. Yeah, um, he's a, is he a stapler guy? He's, stapler he's not guy. a stapler guy. Oh, no, he's the guy who gets uh, who tries to kill himself. Yeah, he's like uh the he's like one of the weird coworker guys. Is he related to Bill Murray? No, he's not. He's not Brian Doyle Murphy. Doesn't mm-hmm. like him though. <laughs> and then so he lays out his side of the story about this you know assault charge or whatever that he had. He um, didn't do it. He says he didn't do it. He was nineteen years old, six to one hundred and ninety pounds, and he won two bronze medals at the state high school track and field championships. Miss Craig, look at me. Do you think there is any way I catch up to this guy if his leg isn't fractured already? I'm a fat slob. There's no way I caught that guy. Yeah, he was big and I'm a jerk. Although this was like 20 years ago, so he could have been in shape 20 years ago. Could have been a thinner slob. Could have been. CJ's response to this is, I'm going to go tell on you to the press. (laughs) Wow, you effed us up. For some reason, I'm gonna. I need to get out in front of the story or whatever. Yeah, my note here is just screw this show for making me sympathize with a cop. <laughs> it does feel bad. He he. he uh, it seems like he. They want you to believe he probably did nothing wrong. Well, okay. I, there is something I did think when I saw this that is kind of interesting as far as comparing then to the climate about police misconduct now. So. The way the episode makes you think that he probably didn't do anything wrong is he was acquitted or they didn't even bring charges, right? Is that what happened? Yeah, well, but of course that was going to happen because the cop's never going to prosecute a cop. That's but, the then, thing. but then they're like, oh, there was a civil case. Too, right, right. And it also got dismissed. Right. So it's like the civil case got dismissed. They didn't indict him. So that, that I think pre the the last couple of years like i think most people watching would be like well that's good that's good enough for me so i mean you never hear another side you only hear his side he's a sympathetic character he seems nice enough like you you want to believe him hey he uh whatever those kids (laughs) he what yeah whatever he did there yeah in the the elementary school yeah off-duty cops hanging out of school why was he there? Officer Friendly. He's the dare cop. Keeping our children off drugs. He's a good guy. Yeah. So after that polling center again, power's out. Donna is on the case. Good news. The Potomac Electric Power Company says the outage was caused by a 13,000-volt cable that caught fire in a building on N Street in Wisconsin. How is that good news? Well, we have hard information now. When's the power going back on? That information isn't available at this time. Power is out and is out indefinitely. After that is Sam and the president. And this is um, where the meeting for the president and Ainsley uh, gets match made by Sam here. Randomly in the hallways in the next few days, you two are bound to be in the same place at the same time. I'm just saying, Mr. President, hang on. Is there anything in particular you'd like me to say? I think if you said something along the lines of, you know, a lot of people assumed you were hired because you were a blonde Republican sex kitten. They were obviously wrong. 
and keep up the good work. That's really good. He said, you should go say that she's a sex kitten to her face. <laughs> a person. <laughs> uh, you should say this, the word sex kitten to Very her. Very Clinton-esque. But you're not actually, like, people thought you were that, but that's not so much. You're actually doing good work. Uh, you're doing... You're doing work like a man. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and the president's like, all right, I guess I'll say that. That's too. good. So, like, okay. yeah. I thought the president was like, huh, very funny, Sam. I yeah, never that's a terrible that. idea. Yeah. Nice one. You No, dope. but okay, like this, this entire thing is, is presented in such a weird way because he's like, you should go say hi to her. And then he's like, okay. And then that's the end of the conversation, except the president then goes like, is there anything specific you want me to say to her yeah. and like unless sam had been wanting him to say that but did it was too meek to like sam suggest to say it that to ainsley yeah like <laughs> is this something that he just like made up in that moment seems that way i mean no, oh, no i think sam's been this thinking is it. like i think they, they brought this sort of idea up over and over about ainsley is that everyone thinks that she was hired because she's just like a cute blonde republican or, like, everyone thinks she's just, like, a dumb blonde Republican, but she's actually very smart. But she's actually, like, a cute... <laughs> she's not a sex kitten. She's a sex cat. She's a sex she's all a dog. Up. She's a sex, like, panther. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then... She's like a sex owl. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, changing species. Yeah. Entirely. Isn't there, like, a whole chicken restaurant based on that concept? I don't know. Sex owls? <laughs> yeah. Hooters. Oh. Hooters. <laughs> That's what it is. That's it's funny. Hooters. That's funny. <laughs> uh. So Leo catches the president walking into the Oval Office. Uh, he thinks he's just going in for a brief minute, but he walks in there and there's like 10 people in military gear waiting for him not to attack him but to inform him of things they're in the oval office after that there's like an obvious commercial break thing between there they're just going over kind of what the options are they think they can maybe release some prisoner like they can let el chapo out and get get the hostages back they can either invade or maybe they can like talk to a friendly government official whatever sounds like nothing is settled or certain and will not be in this episode i'm amazed this actually isn't a two-parter I I think it is. It it is in function, but like, why isn't the name part one and part two? Because they are. This episode is only half done by the end of the episode. Nothing gets resolved. Yeah. Other than the Abby plotline, maybe a little bit. After that, they go back to the polling center, and Donna is wondering aloud why there isn't more looting. We haven't seen a lot of looting. Yeah. Usually in these cases, you see a lot more looting. Yeah. Because she wants to be looting, maybe I don't know. Um, But she's. (laughs) Donna is totally like a closet looter. Yeah. You guys ever looted before? Not a big looter. I never no. I never had the op- Never done a ton of I was looting. here during the New York blackout, like, uh, what, in 2000? You didn't even you didn't do aughts. any loots? I did not loot. I walked no up 15 flights of stairs to where I was staying, and I ate all the ice cream in the freezer. And, and it, it was br- your ice cream? You looted the freezer. It was my own. Yeah. I was looting my own freezer. Huh. I was like, oh my God, we have to eat this ice cream before it melts. It wasn't even like close to melting yet. No. I was like, we could, this could be no, going you on have for to days. Yeah. Like the moment power goes out, you're like, the ice cream. Gotta eat yeah, it. That's literally what happened. My mom, I was with my mom. And she, she called. She was like, we have to get back into our like hotel. There's going to be looters. Like, 
You don't know. Oh, she what's was worried happen. about the ice cream. Yeah, she was not worried about the okay. ice cream. She's worried about looting. And I was like, "Chill out. This is awesome. People are getting drunk. Everyone's like eating outside. <laughs> it's a nice New York summer day night." So nobody stole your ice cream. No, I did almost get locked in a Staples though, because I was in a Staples in Union Square when it happened, and then they wouldn't let anyone leave the store because their like security huh. stopped working. They were worried about looting. Yeah, and I was like. You gotta let me out, and then my mom pulled. Looting is like way more like front of mind. Yeah. Is the only thing stopping people from looting all the time electricity? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> is that why we don't loot? That's such a great point. I think it is. <laughs> I really think it. Like, well, thank God they uh, they came up with it. Yeah. Yeah. But when they let us out, they like my mom was like, "You have to let me out right now," and they let us out probably because because it's illegal for them not to let you out. People are, <laughs> people are still that. in that staples. It, but they they kept other people in. They just let. I us can't out. believe they did that. Yeah, That's wrong I don't know how long they were in there for. And then there was like a homeless guy directing traffic in Union Square. Oh, yes. That's it was awesome. like it was. It was everything you could imagine. It's Joey's time to shine. Yeah, would happen, <laughs> and this scenario did, and it was so satisfying. It was great. Josh just gets called back to the White House because a uh, DEA thing is going down. Um, quickly after that is Sam and Ainsley, and this is down in the spit dive, and Ainsley is in a bathrobe because she's set in paint, too. and She's she- gone smokeless. Oh yeah, she's she's very drunk. The bartender made me a pink squirrel, so you see, I am not the teetotaler you think I am. Is there any alcohol in that at all? There is a dash of creme de cacao, my friend. Because she had some creme de cacao, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) And she's singing some silly songs um, and being very flirty, and their faces get so close to kissing that I really wish they had. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I am shipping these two. (laughs) President comes in behind Sam, and Ainsley freaks out, throws her drink. What's up? Flails it's her drink so out of her hand. Funny. <laughs> and then I I don't know if the president was planning to say this or not. I'm going to go with that he just thought it would be hilarious to mess with Sam in the moment. But then he repeats Sam's line. I want to say hello and to mention, you know, uh, a lot of people assumed you were hired because you were a blonde Republican sex kitten. And, well, they're obviously wrong. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I want to believe he wasn't going to say it. Yeah, because the way he's like, he's like, and they're obviously, and he looks at Sam wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's so great. And Ainsley like is mortified, and she's like uh, cinching her robe ever tighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she just slowly shrinks into a corn cob. Uh, after that, they go one more scene with Capital Beat. At this point, I'm thinking, how long is Capital Beat on the air for? This has been this is absurd. <laughs> like who would watch this? Yeah, I don't know. I watch a lot of political TV. <laughs> I love watching televised arguments, but only if they're good. Yeah, these are bad. These are terrible. CJ's back on the show again for the second time. I think she has pants now. And (laughs) they end a segment. They go backstage. So it's CJ and the host guy. If you sit in paint... I guess you just do. You just have to take your pants off. Burn those pants. They're gone. They're done. You have to. I would. I think I would. Just wear them. Wear the pants. You would think. And I would roll. Maybe sit down. On the grass and get what's more embarrassing? Not having pants on at all. You roll all over that bench like the Mentos guy, and you make it work for you. Yeah, or just uh, you know on the ground like a bum. 
sorry, like <laughs> a homeless uh, person. Yeah. Well, I don't understand with CJ's situation. It's like she sat in paint and she was sitting on the show. So she could have kept her paint pants on right. while Excellent waiting point. for but her She would have transferred paint and then everybody else that sat in the but chair. But she could have sat like no, you dry on a the towel pants. or a yeah. napkin. Yeah. She could have had her own chair maybe. Yeah. yeah. She could have brought sure home the, paint, the paint chair. Anyway, yeah. I just want to do like a quick PSA. If you sit on paint, maybe just keep, your keep the on. pants on. Yeah, keep or pants. think it through. Think it through first. Maybe ultimately you'll come to the conclusion that you actually want to remove the pants. But I think maybe it's you a, might be surprised... Option. You could just keep on. those bad boys on. <laughs> pants, pants are boys, yeah. by the way. <laughs> bad boys. In general. Yeah. Like in the same way that like a boat is a woman. Yeah. Pants, pants are boys. It would be gross. A boat you is don't... a woman? Yeah. Oh, like you name it a woman? Yeah, she. You okay. Know, yeah, just take, she. Take this lady out on the sea. <laughs> um. So the Capital Beat guy, do you remember his name? Mark something? Is he from Jefferson? a thing? Yeah, he was he's in like Wayne's yeah, World or he's something. He's from Married with Children. Yeah. Oh, yes! he's Jefferson. He's Jefferson Darcy. Oh, yeah. my God. Darcy. Wow. So he has the police officer story and he That's wants funny. to like break it on the air. And yeah. CJ's like, Mark, give me 20 minutes before you break the story. What? We've done things together. I'm looking at my watch. We've done stuff together. What is that? Hold this. Mean? You know, what? Does that mean they've done it? Stuff. Clearly. Or they've just worked together? I think. So we, because we've done things together. Like, what does we've that mean? Done things. Yeah, I think they've done things together. Personally. Like go to summer camp. By the way, I just want to reiterate: <laughs> yeah. this episode, yeah. co-written by the press secretary for Clinton, is this a diary entry? So has she gone smoke, smoked, smokeless, smoke? So you think that Sm- she smoking? hooked up with Paul Begala? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Or Tim Russert or something. I don't know. Tim Russert. So then Toby comes in and he's got to pull CJ away because everybody's getting pulled for this DEA thing. He is not nearly as smooth as Margaret is. Leo McGarry would like you to meet an old friend of his. He says, Leo McGarry would like you to meet an old friend of his. And he does like the Lucille Bluth winky type thing. <laughs> like he's so awkward about it. Like why would he say McGarry? <laughs> Just be casual. Everybody knows who Leo is in this situation. Don't send Toby to do these things. Yeah, he's. This is Margaret's job. Like, let her. Get Maggie. Yeah. Do it. He's not. As he, he's as like she incredibly is. solemn about it. Yeah, he's so bad. It's so funny. Um, and then after that is the final scene of the episode. It's the president and the first lady uh, in the the kitchen, which is a new a new place for us. Ooh. I believe. And was there a little bit of kitchen? Um, work? there was kitchen with there when there was like an interpreter. Oh, and in, like five interpreters to be able to talk to one guy who turns out yeah, smoking. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, so we get to see some backstage of the White House here. A little tiny moment at the beginning of the scene that I love is like oh, there's all these waiters. There's a couple things. Uh, I love it when shows do this. The president walks by and the waiters like are distracted by the president being there, which totally makes sense. But it's such like a subtle thing of like uh, Entourage does this too. Like whenever Vince is walking around, everybody's like in the background. It's always like, holy shit. It's like famous person. So I thought that was like a nice little reality thing. And then when the president wants to talk to the first lady, he just looks at the guys and he goes, fellas. Fellas. And they're like, <laughs> all right. And they just dip out of the room. Like, you don't, no words That's have to be That's a power exchanged. move. It's if so you good. could just say fellas. Fellas. And have like a big reaction. Yeah. Yeah. They just clear right out. It's great. I so, was like, how are they going to get these hors d'oeuvres out? And then one of them had a full plate. And I was like, oh, phew. Thank God. Party saved. Do you think that Bartlett waited until they were at a stopping point in their work to come talk to the first lady? Yeah. 
just sat outside. Okay, here's my question, right? Why is the first lady eating in the kitchen? Because she's had it up to here, she Jason. Can. She's had it up to here. Do you here. think this is something where, like, in general, a, a political figure, when given the option, will eat in private because eating is sort of like a very vulnerable and kind of like... Yeah, I think that's probably part of it. Like, she's wearing, like, fancy clothes and stuff, so she just wants to, like... Eat her French not fries be and like, ketchup. Yeah, well, don't, don't eating... risk spilling something on herself at the party. She, but, like, isn't she, she still eating, needs... like, a burger? Gotta eat. She's <laughs> eating something to. that they don't have at There's that party. There's, like, very sure. few uh, other options. Yeah. Like, she's eating a special... First like a lady, lady doesn't have like junk a, food meal. Like and then people be like, burger. oh, why well, can't no. I have a burger? I don't think it's that. I First think it's lady. That you don't, it's not like a lady eating a burger. It's like ladies eating something different than what everyone else is being served. Yeah, so they start. They get into their argument a little here. She is upset. The first thing she opens with is she's upset because they dropped a segment about the Violence Against Women's Act. Women's. <laughs> and... um. He's like, oh, yeah, we had to make a 90-minute speech down to an 80-minute speech. 80 minutes is too long for a speech. <laughs> Do ne- never speak for 80 minutes. Unless... You might as well speak for 90 minutes at that no, point. Yeah. Building... You might as well speak forever. They're building point. the applause in. Okay. It's like half applause. Yeah. 73 times by my count. Then the big bombshell drops is... We had a deal. Right now. We made a promise. You made a deal. Abby, when did you decide you were going to run for a second term? That's not what tonight's... That's all that tonight's speech was about. You kicked off your re-election campaign, and I'm sitting here eating a sandwich because we had a deal. That was three years ago. They had a deal that he wouldn't run for a second term. And the way that she describes how upset she is about this, is she says, I'm just sitting here eating a sandwich, which is <laughs> not bad. That's where you want to be. That's where she eats. <laughs> yeah. In the kitchen by herself. <laughs> I, I do love the line. I'm, I'm just sitting here eating a sandwich. You're out running for a second term. I'm sitting here eating a sandwich. I love all of their arguments. They're like amazing arguments. Yeah, they're two of the better actors on the show. Do you yeah. think that they're really married and that he's actually the president? <laughs> yes. Cool. That's cool. I hope that we're it living is in their, an alternate universe yeah. and the real in real life Martin Sheen is president and soccer training is Yeah, the but first he's actually lady. bad though. It's this entitlement cutting bullshit. True, true, true. Getting anything done. Yeah. But it would be better than our current That's scenario true. for sure. I have said before how proportional I think those two are to each other. They look like they should be a couple. They really do. It's yeah. a shame they're not married. She's about life. 85% of the size of him, which yeah. is <laughs> about what you want, man, man, woman. Not, shout out to tall ladies too but yeah whatever man but it's like listeners if, if, you you comment with what percentage <laughs> you, you think you should be of your significant other i think all percentages are good yeah personally i don't no, want, i'm just... not body shaming anybody but they, they're proportional <laughs> she, she's just like she's like a woman like she's like all woman oh you know what i mean yeah. i mean there's nothing wrong with not being entirely woman that's also true <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that or um uh <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we can say here that's uh, going to be uh, Listeners, you let us know what you think of percentage what women What percent of women be. are you? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just saying I bet it look good when they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying. Man, you are fanficking the shit out of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I want the president and the first lady to get together on this show. Do you have another, shipping them. another podcast on the side of this <laughs> where you talk about only this? It sounds like you have a lot of fuel here for this. Um. And then, so this conversation's going uh, going south. She's uh, 
bringing up some broken promises that he is abandoned and I think he's losing the argument. And so he's like, I have special forces headed to Columbia on ready alert. They'll be ready for an order in a little less than three hours. What happened? I got some special forces, guys. Oh, you know what this I, Columbia baby. I can't talk about this shit right now. I really I wish we could. I would tell you, but it's you confidential. Know, you know, I got these Colombian But guys he says got it, abducted. I have to say, he says it in such a good way. Where he's oh, he's just, smooth. He's, but he's like, it's genuine. You know, he's he's conveying to her that he's like, I have a huge, annoying, horrible thing I have to deal with right now. And she's such a good partner that she's like, you do your thing. And then we'll talk about this later. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? She's like, you have to be president. And I get that is more, that's a more important, but mm-hmm. we're going to circle back, you know? But this isn't over. Yeah. They're just, they're such good partners together, you know? She goes back out and like has to greet people at the party. So it's like, she has to like go put smiley face on and be sociable. Um, and that is the end of the episode. Oh, kind of I would be a up. terrible first lady. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because when reasons. I'm yeah when I'm in a mood, woo boy, I ain't going out to what, the party. What's, what's your initiative? Uh, Violence Against Women Act is good. It's a good start. I'm gonna go with, and I think we should do. I'm gonna go with fathers' rights. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Family court reform. <laughs> when we Jason and I were in San Diego, we like. We're driving to a, our hotel from the airport and drove, 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 <laughs> drove past a father's rights like company, like law firm or yes, something. Yes, that is awesome. Yeah, I was like, I had to do a double take that that even existed, but it turns out it does. Um, mine would be internet bullying, just like Melania. Trump. Yeah. Oh yeah. How, how's that going? Yeah. By the way, I did a lot good. of it today. <laughs> That's what you meant. Internet bullying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like campaigning for more. Yeah. Yeah. More internet bullying because I think it makes everyone a little, a little stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Participation uh, trophies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Headlines. Headlines. I, I got a few of them. I got, I got three headlines. Yeah. I got some headlines. Eric, per your direction, I went for quantity over quality. Wow. That, was that your direction? <laughs> that he is said, a bad you direction. You better bring a lot. It's been a while since we recorded, <laughs> so let's make sure we have some. I don't think that's what he meant. But exactly. that's what I did. Okay, that's that was your was, interpretation. That's what I was capable okay. of doing. Okay. So, you know. All right, does anybody want to start? Anybody got a, anybody well, got a banger? I got a lot of, like, paint paint ones. Oh, really? Okay, I got some paint. I got, a, you know, related to that one. Once paint you related? Um, Paint the town rose. Paint the town rose. All right. <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> this one is, like, in a... A, like a Pleasantville newspaper, mm-hmm. White House women's peaches get the pits. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to say it in like an old timey yeah. like newsman. Oh, peaches get the pits. Peaches get the pits. Hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone else go. I have so, a lot more. Yeah, there's okay. all these pantless ladies walking around. Go on. Um, I called it Capital Skeet. Ooh, <laughs> Skeet Skeet. Oh wow, <laughs> that is uh, okay. I can riff off that. I got. Chapless lasses, White House women exercise their right to bare bums. Mm. <laughs> Why wouldn't you rhyme it with asses? <laughs> Chapless lasses, lasses. Yeah, right to bare asses. Bare asses. Well, they even one went the one with the, with the alliteration. Bombs, bombs, Okay, um, I had one that I feel like we would run in the uh, Daily Newspaper. 
Like my this my boss would write this. He's done this style. Ains misbehaving. <laughs> I think you used that one. Before. Like the play. Oh, sure. did I? Yeah. Damn it. Let's uh go back. Hold on, I have more. I do you have more? Yeah. Not about Ains though. What? I had a lot about the uh huh? bottomless bunch. Is what I have. <laughs> no, I didn't have that. Although on the uh on the topic, I did have some well, I had some uniforms. Heads. I had some uniforms heads. Oh, yeah, I, wait, I had wait, some wait, uniforms wait. heads. Yeah. I have more paint. <laughs> oh, we have more Let's paint. Just ones. knock them out. Quick. Yeah, no, you knock them out. Pants off, dance off. Pants, fancy. Um, damsel in no dress. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, that was it. Okay, right. that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Oh, bottomless bonanza. Bottomless bonanza. Uniforms. Uniforms. I had some uniforms. I said, uh, collar maybe. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, State of the Union receives uniform praise. Oh, that's good. I have school dress mess. I called uh, the all president uh, dress toad, or alternately, what's a dress toad? A, like a dress code, or oh, like a okay. a trouser snake. I called him. <laughs> I called him a trouser snake. Okay. Um. <laughs> You know, I said uh, blue fibbin, poo ribbon, poo ribbon. I'll say it twice because yeah, yeah, I didn't. Got... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I had one for the Columbia story. I called it CRF'd up because that's the uh, that's the name of the group. Yeah. Yeah. My Columbia one was narcos get what's coming to them. Ooh, wow. <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I also had Fierce Lady for you, First Lady. You don't have to do anymore. I have more, guys. <laughs> and you got the power outage. You don't have to. <laughs> you I'm telling stop. you, quantity. Yeah. Not quality. <laughs> okay, final thoughts. Thumbs up. I think this is a no, good No, this was episode. a good episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm, But I'm mad at them. But it's a good one. Oh, just for the terrible politics that they're yeah, pursuing for their bad politics and just yeah. okay here's what i don't like right the theme of the last three episodes has been toby and leo forming this sort of behind the scenes way of managing the president to position him for re-election but toby is usually the character who's like ideology and principle should trump politics and yet he has like completely agreed with leo without any dispute as if it's just a foregone conclusion that the correct way to get reelected is to like triangulate towards the center and that's like i don't think that's true i don't know why this show just all of a sudden decided after exploring the conflict between is it better for us to like act on our principles and lead by example and people will move to us because they'll admire our leadership or should be like be kowtowing to polls like that was the theme of the first but I season think this show starts out with the assumption that that is what like what you do is you're concerned like in the middle to get elected and then you do stuff to change once you're in the- once you're in no like, but that's that, the but attitude that's, that they've had and they, in, just, they haven't actually in, done that but even in the bartlett let bartlett be bartlett era they were looking at their polling right. and they were concerned like should we just do what we think is right 
And will that move the polling? Or should we always be reacting to the polling based on what we think the the people want us to do? And then the lesson was, well, we, we actually took a bold move on campaign finance reform, even though we didn't know what that would yield. And it turned out it gave us a giant jump in the polls. So we're encouraged. We should just do what we think is right. And then they were like, nope. It turns out that all of our consultants assured us that that is wrong, that is unrealistic, and that in fact... All It is just a foregone conclusion in Washington that you move to the center, you triangulate, you abandon all of your principles. And, and let's put like all responsibility for coming up with actionable plans onto this like blue ribbon committee yeah, of like people that nobody elected. Let's actually gives a shit about. defer the opportunity to be a leader to like some random semi-retired political. Which at best case, you're agreeing like you're accepting somebody else's leadership and worst case is you're breaking from the center anyways by not taking their recommendations yep. so like it's like a no win from their perspective in a lot of ways unless they're just trying to absolve themselves of responsibility for the outcome that they would like but don't want to be seen advocating for the best thing you could possibly do if you really wanted to change like a hot button issue like uh, you know whatever social security would be to leak to the press that a prominent politician that you would need in order to get something done propose something that actually you are proposing and then support them when what if they just deny it <laughs> You're like, oh, that's so modest of you. Like, yeah. we understand that it's a bold move to do this and that you didn't want this to be public yet. But, like, we actually think it's a great idea. We applaud your bravery. And we uh, we are fully – the White House is going to fully support your plan, Senator XYZ. Yeah. I'm sure, though, you could, like, be in cahoots with that senator and say, leak this, you know, so we can agree with – you don't think uh, you have to, like, I don't think anyone – no one wants to have their name attached to anything like that. I guess. You don't want to be like the McCain-Feingold of like raising the retirement age. <laughs> but just as, so as an episode, this episode is quick. It's funny. It's got Ainsley. It's got Ainsley. Yeah, it's, it's got, got the first lady. Yeah, it's got Joey. Josh gets the flirt Josh with a person. A jerk, He's, yeah, it's not the best Josh episode. No. But um, I think the stuff about the polling stuff is like at least interesting. It's like it covers a thing that they haven't really talked about before. It's like how do these things get done and i think by white people yeah with without accents it's a odd two-parter or like as just an odd and like a thing that doesn't happen often in this show it's a like it's a soft two-parter because it's not explicitly set up that way but it's obvious and i'm pretty sure the next episode takes place the same night or the next day like they finish up the dea storyline and stuff good good stuff all around and just more more Ainsley. Yeah. Yeah. More women. Yeah. But yeah. maybe we could like actually have Ainsley do the thing that her character was introduced doing, which is making arguments that are actually better than the crap arguments that our normal characters make. Yeah. And she did that in other episodes. Yeah. Even yeah. after the first one. But yeah, this is, I mean, but she hasn't been back in a while. So she's like fully indoctrinated by now. <laughs> she's like... Had had the yeah. cool age. She's just blindly defending the president, but still saying that his stuff is unconstitutional. Right? Who's, whose idea was that originally? <laughs> Tipper Gore. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> a, a Republican idea. Yeah, I don't know. This is a so- solid B. This yeah. episode, it's right in the mix. I don't have a lot to say also about that though. We recorded for a while. Yeah, um, Tipper's a good name though. Cool. <laughs> hardly know her. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tipper, I don't know who just said that. That was me. <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs> That's funny. <laughs>